Welcome to the Cam and Joe Show. My name is Joe Steele. In this episode of the Cam and Joe Show, we interview author Tracy Norris. She talks about the hardships that hit her family with the fentanyl crisis. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Cam and Joe and Tracy show. Yeah, there we go. Uh, if this is your first time watching, like, subscribe, hit that button, share it, let people know the good news, keeping up on community. Cameron, how you been, man? I'm well, man. Happy Friday. How's your week been? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So we have the privilege. I've kept secrets. Yeah. You don't know this you've, woman. You've kept secrets. I've from kept me secrets since the because grade, what though. information she. Ha- well, I've always kept secrets from you. Yeah, it's true. Except for my dying love for you, and you've denied me many times. No, but, stop. You know better. <laughs> um, so we, ha- I have the privilege of getting introduced to you, Tracy Norris. I want to know all about this. Her Tracy last name Norris. is Norris, like Chuck Norris. I love that. I literally did Chuck Norris jokes. As as we should. We could do I'm, a whole segment <laughs> post show. Not going to do it anymore. Chuck Norris. Tracy, how are you this morning? Doing well. It's been super fun getting to know you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been. I'm happy you're here. Having fun. So. We normally, so we're going to just start off. We want to hear about you. Um, so whatever you want to give us some background, you totally can. Um, and then we want to hear more about what you've got, what projects you've got coming up. Because he, does know, he doesn't know anything about it. Right. So I'm I excited. Don't. I'm excited for that. I know a little bit. Yep. Wow. So you, so have, you have the floor. It's your floor. It's my floor. Or your ceiling. It's your call. You there know, you go. we're going to go with floor. I like floor. <laughs> All right. So super excited to hear you kept a secret. I think that's so fun. <laughs> Let's just put that out there first of all. That's a big deal. Try so, to. you know, keep it spicy, right? Yep. Good deal. So um, I had met Joe here in this room just two weeks ago, um, come in to do a filming for a totally separate event, um, 40 Days for Life. Hey. Woot. Right. Got to give those plugs. Heck yeah. Um, so here he's filming my granddaughter, who's one of these precious little babies that were saved on the sidewalk, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. She was. And I have the great privilege of adopting her. Adoption should be um, finalized February 23rd. That's so, amazing. Wow. God. That's got to make you happy, Grandma, to be able to wow. spend time. Oh, my God. We've worked so hard. Yeah. It's been 17 court hearings. Wow. It has been four years of being in court and mm. working so hard just to keep this little girl safe. Wow. Um, but praise God. Yeah, it's all coming sure. to fruition. Um, and I know I'm supposed to be telling that story, but let me just yeah. back it up just a little bit. Sure, sure. No, no, do your thing. Yeah. So um, February 23rd, 2020. My son, Marcus, he was in a rehab with Crossroads uh, Community Church, mm-hmm. right? He was living in the Joshua house, and he was in the battle to get his kiddo back. And sure. um, he was like, Mom, I want you to come to church with me. Right? I'm here. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Go Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. I want you to meet the pastor's wife because she needs to do a counseling session with you. And sure. I'm like, all right, tell me more. Well, I want to dedicate Alice to the Lord. But I want you to be there with me. And because it's different, people don't usually have people that aren't parents, a part of that process. So since that's different, I want you to um, come to this counseling session and just see if they agree that you and dad, my husband, Roy, his stepfather, um, could be a part of the ceremony, a part of the process. And we're like, sure. So we sit down, right? And we're like, 
going through the counseling and we're vetted, right? We're authorized to stand up with Marcus as he gives his daughter's life to the Lord. Yeah. Such a pleasure. So that was February 23rd. And here this last court hearing, they're like finally saying, okay, this is the adoption day. And they're like, February 9th. And my attorney's like, sorry, I can't be there. So judge throws out February 23rd. And it wasn't until I was driving home later that I was like, praise the Lord. Yeah, for sure. Because God said, yes, you can stand up here and have this child dedicated and commit to raising her in a godly way. Yeah, right. for sure. And then three years later on the very same day, after so much has happened in the middle. February 23rd. That's we'll amazing. have February 23rd. 223. That's wow. right. You know, that's just incredible. Awesome. I mean, I, love I think that kids need to be with their family. And Amen. and it's awful it's yeah. it's awful when I see a scenario happen where, you know, something happens with the parents and then the grandparents are like, "No." Ugh. And it breaks my heart. Yeah, grandparents like, can't step in, but but mm. yeah. What what an incredible yeah. heart that you have. I love that. I am 10 minutes into getting to know you and I'm already yeah. a huge fan of yours. <laughs> yeah, that, that, for sure. speak, that speaks just volumes on on who you are as, as a as a person. Absolutely. So so that is that is the familiar right family level of how you are involved. Tell me more from yeah. the regional level how you are involved and and plugged in. Can I get there in just a second? Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah go oh, for please. it. Is go for the journey. journey. Let's go. We're gonna go on a journey. Let's go. Let's hey, go on a journey. Storytellers. Going on yeah. Let's my go. Favorite rocket ship. So yep. what happens is my son gets out of um, the Joshua house, right? Yeah. And he got out early because, well, I had been given temporary guardianship, and he was then given custody, and Alice was in my home, right? Mm. His, yeah. His daughter was no longer in familial care out of yeah. the community, yeah. and he's like, "I'm coming home. I'm ready." And he had eight really good months of sobriety and working. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, yeah. He made some huge, impactful changes, and we're like, oh, yes, praise yeah. God, things sure. are going in the right trajectory, right? Um, and then he fell off. Mm. And so he fell back into addiction. And again, now this leg of court hearings, we're working to get custody for my son. It works out. Um, and it was it was painful and a long process. Um, a lot of tears, a lot of prayers, sure, right? Sure. Hard stuff. Um but eventually, over the next year and a half, he falls deeper and deeper into substance abuse. Um, mm-hmm. He goes away to San Francisco mm. for uh, another treatment facility. Sure. And um, he graduated. He came back with his certificate. Awesome. We're yeah. Like, Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, some people were like, "Ooh, that was just six months. It, it was pro- pretty fast. Are you mm-hmm. sure he's ready?" Um, but he did pass away to a fentanyl overdose just three weeks later. Oh. So, um, long story short, sure. um, my story is mm. my journey, yeah. loving and raising an incredible soul. Yeah. Who. Um, did give his life to the Lord yeah. on many occasions, um, mm. who did fall into some pretty uh, severe addiction, mm-hmm. yeah. and eventually um, it was fentanyl that took his life. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've heard... I'm you know, so sorry for your loss. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you see it on signs everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in any other state, you may not agree with this, but in California... Constantly, I'll see fentanyl takes lives, fentanyl yep. takes lives, mm-hmm. fentanyl mm-hmm. takes lives. And you hear about it mm-hmm. in third person, you never experience in first person. <clears throat> and it's, yeah, it, it becomes less personal because it's yeah. just a fact. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, like, right. 20% of people die from fentanyl. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Yeah, 20% of the people I don't know. Yeah. And then I have no relation to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not an actual stat, people. That's just me being ridiculous. But yeah. that is. But it is. 
every five minutes somebody's dying of an opioid poisoning or overdose mm-hmm. yeah. what have you right that, every five minutes nationally yes nationally. yes national that's crazy yeah it's a, it's a it's a pandemic and it needs to needs to have more attention absolutely and it needs so to have more attention so tell com- us more, so tell us more about where you're going to now yeah that, because i think that'll be encouraging Right. So in the last couple of months, I've been able to team up with um, the Yuba County uh, Fentanyl Task Force and do some work to support their mission, which awesome. has been really cool, tying That's back so to cool. community, right? Yeah. Awesome. How, how can we help the families in yeah. the Yuba Sutter area sure. yeah. with their grieving process? How can yes. we help them to outsource, get resources, get yeah. more information? Mm-hmm. Um, if you know somebody or you love somebody, if somebody in your life is suffering from yeah. an addiction, yeah. What do we do to support you then? Yeah. How do we help you as you're helping someone else? Right? Yeah, a resource center, not just for the individual that is going through addiction, but their loved ones that is trying to have more, you know, hands in the pot. How how can I how can I help my brother who was addicted to opioids? How can I help my sister? How can I help my best friend? A resource for those individuals. Yeah, so that is not a center per se. It's a committee of people who are just dedicated to taking some of their personal time, some of their professional time, That's the awesome. resources at their disposal. Yeah, and how do we take this, put it all together to serve the community? Yeah, is a big part of that task force. But that's yeah. just like one little piece sure. of the puzzle because there's so much work to be done. There's so much conversation. Yeah. yeah. To be had. I think as a mama yeah. who's um, mm. lost my son, I, I know for sure that a big piece of my story, people are like, I don't know how you do it. Mm. I don't know sure. how you get up. Yeah. I don't know how you face the day. Yeah. God, yeah. Let, let me mm. let me yeah, introduce sure. you to my best friend. <laughs> yeah. right? Come on. Um, because truly, there's no way, there's no foreseeable way to manage or get through or live through survive a loss as deep and personal as your child without the grace of God. And so, um, my personal mission that I feel has been just etched in my soul is just building the kingdom of heaven, one grieving heart at a time. And Mm. this is just this little tagline that is in my spirit. Just how do you, how do you go through such deep and significant and profound loss without saying, this is how I get up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes you question Mm -hmm. everything. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we are, when we don't look at our lives in a selfish way, right. Mm -hmm. And we start realizing that every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do affects Mm -hmm. something else. Absolutely. Even the thought of someone going, you know what, I'm going to commit suicide because nobody cares. Okay. What Mm -hmm. you're doing by doing that, or I'm going to numb myself because nobody cares fentanyl, or I'm going to do all these other things. Right. Those things are rippling out and those effects are being made mm-hmm. and they affect community in the biggest way. Mm-hmm. If you can heal the brokenhearted, your community will start to thrive mm-hmm. because now you're taking the people that are hopeless and giving them hope. That, right. And if you can, yeah. I mean, in let's business 101, if you can take your bottom line and decrease it to where you're saving more money, mm-hmm. right? You're going to make more money naturally because you're saving more money. If you can get yeah. rid of that de- that deficit, you can get yeah. rid of that state. You automatically Right. are being and I would even say you're being the hands and feet of Jesus by doing 100% because everything is now elevating into how it's supposed to be right because we're supposed to prosper and be in health right Amen. it starts with hope it starts with hope if if you can at any one capacity bring hope to any individual whether it's the yeah. way you live your life or yeah. the way you get out and volunteer or i mean taking a buddy's phone call if they're calling at midnight sure. i mean because i've i've had those I've had those phone calls. Um, 
I'm thinking of a buddy of mine that years ago had lost a friend of his. He was living out of state to suicide, and he called me at one in the morning. I was like, "What's going on?" He called me at one in the morning, and he was just blubbery mess, could barely make out what he was saying. Yeah, um, but he was doing his best to articulate that his good friend had just taken his life, and he had he didn't know who to reach out to sure. other than me. So just being mm-hmm. being available. Sounds like such a small thing, but being available is everything. everything. And and when you can when you can just be a listening ear, if if we all, and it comes away from it's the opposite of of selfishness. So it's selflessness. If yeah. we could all begin our day with God, put me in conversation with individuals that are hurting. Mm-hmm. Let me be a light to them. Yeah. Let me be you yeah. to them. Absolutely. You will go through your day and you will start to have, you will, you'll ask for it and you'll get it and it'll surprise you and you'll have those conversations. Right. And then at the end of the day, you may not even think about it. It may be as, it may be as easy as seeing somebody yesterday. I was, I was at the gym. I was at the racket club yesterday evening. I was working out. I saw this individual on the, on the bench press between sets. He was sitting, sitting there, could just kind of head, head down um, for like five minutes at a time. And I just like went over to him, just kind of bumped his shoulders like, you all good, man? And then he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. You think? But I mean, you you just you don't just, know. You have no. Clue. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So yeah. if you see somebody that is, even I mean, whether whether that individual was actually having a bad day or maybe he was just getting ready for his next set, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if we can just take the time, yeah, away from ourselves, right. just to be a little bit of love, a little bit of love goes a long way, especially Absolutely. when it's maximized. Amen. It. <laughs> Yeah. Your story is incredible. Yeah. I am so sorry for your loss. Yeah. But the way that you've responded mm. to to take such a I'm thinking of I'm thinking of it's your son. I can't help but to think of No, absolutely. my my mm. my 4-year-old. Right. I I can't help but to think of him as a young man and as an adult and and mm-hmm. my daddy heart. <laughs> yeah. That wants exactly. only good for our children, yeah. right? Absolutely. So so you watching your son walk mm-hmm. through that, I can only imagine that hurt, but your response is so God. It is so yeah. only God. Absolutely. It, the only way that something like that makes sense is for it to not make sense naturally, mm-hmm. and that is when it is something supernatural, like God's presence in your life. So that's, that you're, yeah. wow, incredible. Well, thank you. You you spoke about hope, right? Yeah. And it's so central to us having purpose, right? Yeah. With, with, yeah. We have to have hope. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big part of the message is let's give each other hope. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the hard things. Yeah. Let's bring out the raw humanity in yeah. each other. Because sure. what Come happens, on. right? Yeah. In society mm-hmm. is that we're coming around just having these placid conversations. Hi, mm-hmm. Joe, yeah. I'm Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Everything's surface. No, Very su- surface. no, no. No substance, but no when, depth. But when you stop and say uh, to the guy at the gym, right? You okay? You were waiting to really hear an answer. You weren't just being polite, right? Yeah. You were ready to hear him out, mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's the heart of Jesus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about the hard stuff. Let's talk about the great stuff, and let's laugh and have a good time. Yeah. And we talked earlier, just briefly, um, something that's been on my heart this morning is learning to dance in the rain. Yeah, so important because. When you're grieving, when you're working through grief, yeah, there's a piece of you maybe that wants it to be over, but there's a bigger piece of you that is terrified that it would be over because yeah. Yeah. when it's over, yeah, 
you're dealing now mm. with all the these feelings of maybe guilt maybe yeah yeah how do why is it that i get so mm. focusing on how to give back and how to help mm. others really helps me so maybe it is a little selfish but you know what no no no, <laughs> no it's a, no there's it's, seasons for everything everything yeah. has Amen. to have yeah. a beginning and everything has to have an end if it didn't Amen. have an yeah. end you would never have learned and grown from it yeah and most people that are in a place with broken hearts yeah. uh, they've never gotten past it they're yeah. still in that season yeah. because they're like you were saying they're mm -hmm. afraid to let it go because yeah. they're afraid they don't know what life would be like now and so these feelings right that we're talking about right now yeah these are the same feelings that lead people down the path that yeah absolutely eventually yeah absolutely can lead them to fentanyl and yeah and toxicity so yeah um the truth of the matter is that the drug is a hundred times more powerful than morphine that is crazy when you put it into That's perspective nuts. isn't it oh my god or gosh. just that little Can't tiny even. At this point in society, Can't everybody's seen the image of the penny with the two mm -hmm. little grains, almost yeah. like salt, right? Yeah. And that's enough to kill you. That's that's, that's so crazy. Working at the hospital mm -hmm. for the period, mm. I mean, mm -hmm. we would, often we would have people coming in and we would say, okay, is this substance abuse, is this mm -hmm. mental disorder? And we would look at the scenario and we were never sure, mm -hmm. but you could, there was always a game. And I say game, it's, it's a sick game, but right. if you're in the medical field, you get it. But you look at that, and I would see people with a morphine pump pump it, mm -hmm. and they'd be like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. And I remember when I was in there, the, on the rise, there was something called uh, crocodile teeth was the name. It okay. came from, uh, it came from, they ended up calling it Russian heroin. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was such a high, it was very similar to fentanyl, except it wasn't a pill. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it was like heroin, you would inject it. And if they missed the, the vein, oh. it was so potent, it would eat through the flesh. Gotcha. So if they were going for uh, like their wrist, mm -hmm. they would actually stay away from us. So they would go for fingers. So if they were going for finger and they missed it, their mm -hmm. finger would rot off because of how corrosive the medicine was. Oh and so we would come in and you'd have people coming in high as a kite, missing a limb or missing a finger. Oh my goodness. And so like, that's just to Jeez. bring the gravitas to yeah. this. Yeah. And, and what I had to question when you see things like that and like you experience, you have to question your spirituality. You have to mm -hmm. question everything because now everything is in front of you and you're going, what is different from me from that person? Yes. Yeah. What, what is different? Well, there isn't much of a difference. Not at and all. when you start really deep diving in, it's like my faith is really my only difference. Yeah. And, and it's people in those seasons. So this is, this is my conviction on it. People in the season, not knowing how to get out of it. Yeah. And then they're using it to numb themselves yeah. so that way they don't have to feel right. life yeah. because life mm -hmm. is scary. And, and you know, how many times people, you're going to have to adult today. I don't want to. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. If that's just paying bills, mm -hmm. what happens if all of a sudden you have a moral decline mm -hmm. and you do something that you regret? Mm -hmm. Now you have to live with that regret. <clears throat> no choice is free. Exactly 100%. that. Yeah. And 100%. so all of a sudden, you know, we see the opioid going up because now people are trying to numb themselves yeah. because mm -hmm. of the That's pain. Exactly what it is. It's in their heart. And the way, you know, and you hit it, the way we fix those things is by coming together, giving our time, finding people that need to have mm -hmm. that conversation, not let them get to that point where yeah. they need to numb themselves yeah. Yeah. Right. and love them <clears throat> out of that place so they can be exactly who they're supposed to be, I, who God called them to I be. I think, unfortunately, so many people think that they're gonna be a burden on someone when they're asking how they're doing. Mm -hmm. So if we can just break the stigma of, 
it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. By Absolutely. showing the world that we don't have it all together. Right. I think it's huge. I think it's huge. Like I, I love I love when you'll when you'll see um when you'll see like for instance, like an actor and actress in real life being extremely human. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, okay, they're not just always on this pedestal. So if we can do that yeah. in our own lives, in our own community, right. even even around our circle of friends, but allow people to see us with our guards down, like, hey, no, like I, I, I we all have our own struggles. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a doubter, like since I was little, anything that I feel like I'm about to do, mm-hmm. I do not think it's gonna go as well right. sure. as as it can yeah. or i'll say as well as god allows it to eventually turn out absolutely but that's just that's just that's just me that's something that i that i yeah have always struggled with so i always need people around me like and you know encouraging me like cam no you got this you can do it you can yeah. do it you can affirming do it. you um, uh, uh, affirmation right but mm-hmm. so many of us go through life tiptoeing around even some of our and it may even be harder for a best friend yeah absolutely because then you're not wanting to be vulnerable because they know everything about you this is true, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. so how can we, how can we, yeah. and as a community, establish places where you can bring your yuck, that you can bring your hey, these are the kind of thoughts I have. Yeah. Because the second you you can't, it's not social media. I don't believe it is because no. the second you put something like that out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. people can be vicious, right? I think social so, media so, pulls out the fantasy. If you see something that you're glorifying in your mind previously yeah. and you see it and it kind of gives you that dopamine hit, yeah. it's you going, oh, wow, okay. And yeah. then when you meditate on that, what you meditate, you become. Yeah. So, yeah. right, I, I see that being the case. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. As a, as a society, we do need to change that. So what 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 are positive things that we can do? Because you're saying, yeah. you got this task force together. You're, hey, hey, we're going to be doing this. We've been working on a list mm-hmm. of getting all the places where people can serve in our community. And even if mm-hmm. it's five minutes of time mm-hmm. that you have to have a conversation with somebody that's broken, mm-hmm. we want to be able to set that up. So one of the things that we are currently working on is March 6th is Black Balloon Day. So that's a overdose mm. awareness day, right? Sure. It's mm. taking, taking a moment just to release some balloons and be like, hey, we recognize that this is a thing. Yeah. So this year we're, and like we had done with the tree lighting ceremony back in December, we did first annual. So uh, flash forward um, the 6th of March, first annual, right? We're Perfect. hoping that this is an ongoing thing. It's something we can continue to do. Yeah. Um, community-wide black balloon event and Love it. so we're gonna have the kind of a mixed bag on the social thing because we're mm-hmm. gonna do the physical yeah event but we're also gonna do a media push where we're gonna put black balloons all across Yuba Center you're gonna see them through the, for the whole uh, month of March mm. with hashtag options and a place to just mm. really honor whichever person maybe you know somebody like me right might yeah. be yeah uh, Marcus uh, forever 27 because that was my boy mm. um, so people will use it to honor use it just to show support maybe yeah. more general um the school districts are on board so you'll mm. be seeing them in the high schools and the junior that's highs awesome. mm-hmm. um which really that's where media matters right yeah. media is huge 100%. well if you can it stop is. them from ever going that road yeah exactly then you don't have to worry about it right my my mom 100%. told me i because i remember questioning her i mean i've been been offered a lot of drugs okay and that's not a prideful thing <laughs> i apparently have that happen. face they're like sorry you seem nice <laughs> <laughs> thanks cameron my since bad. second grade buddy <laughs> right. i don't even know how you got that so uh, <laughs> um jay and arboga <laughs> oh lord oh that's funny so i remember my mom she told me a story she's like i asked her i was like why are drugs bad 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember being 13. I was like, we hear all these signs, we see all these things mm-hmm. that say drugs are bad. I said, mm-hmm. the Bible doesn't say drugs are bad. It doesn't just act right say <laughs> drugs are bad. Right? Um, and it I'm 13 year old boy, so there's <laughs> yeah. no filter. Teena- as much as like teenagers are scary, it's the, uh, it's the puberty, like junior hires. Mm-hmm. That's the most terrifying group. And I was that. Amen. And I was just like, hey, why? And so she told me. She told me a very vulnerable story about her, her neighbor. And she grew up in the hippie movement. Okay. Right? And so the hippie movement was everyone was acid and weed. That was mm-hmm. what everyone was doing. And so One my love. mom's like, well, you know. One like, love. Right? She's like, yeah, man. Uh, there's hippie pictures of my mom, and I, I think it's the funniest thing That's ever. Awesome. So I, uh, she looks like a flower child. I could, I could, I could see it. Oh, absolutely. So she tells me she's like, I stopped doing weed after I, we got some from a guy, and my friend was like, Hey, come over later. Um, and she's like, Hey, I'm not able to. I got something I got to do. He's like, Okay, well, I'll start and just come over afterwards. She found him. He was dead. Mm. Uh, and it was because was someone laced, laced it, it with mm-hmm. something else, mm-hmm. um, and that's why. That was oh the case. And so yeah. that, she told me that and I could feel mm. the brokenness in that, yeah. right? And I could I could sense it. Uh-huh. And I just went, oh, never questioned it again. Absolutely. It, because it was one of those, that was a real scenario. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that if we can have those conversations with people at a young age with genuineness, yeah, right? It, yeah. They don't need a flag that says drugs are bad, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. They need to have that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. you and I. How do you. Oh. No, no, no. I was just going to. Don't forget your point. How do we get you. Yes. Mm-hmm. In front of as many people as possible. Yep. Truly. Because like, you, you need to be speaking at every elementary school and every junior high in this area. Yep. Well, I'm excited to have the conversation literally with anyone who will listen. So that, that is where my heart is at. Cool. Yeah. Having those conversations. Yep. Super, super important for me, yeah. for sure. Um, you spoke to a couple things that, like, all the time you're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm really trying to focus. Sure, uh, sorry. No, it's fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> I love that kind of uh, drive, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about what can we do as a society, yeah. this is huge for me because um, I'm an early learning professional. I've worked with young children my entire career, um, worked a lot with families. And so thinking about what happens in the life of a young child, right? That yeah. impacts who they become over the trajectory of time. One of the things we're seeing is pressed pills, right? DEA put out, uh, I think two months ago now, give or take, uh, seven of 10 pressed pills has fentanyl, has enough fentanyl wow. to take a life, seven of 10. What we're doing in society though, yeah. right? We're, uh, let's say we're out, no, we're not at the mall, we're at church and I'm like, sure. Joe, yeah. I got a headache. Do you have a Tylenol, right? And you're mm. giving me a Tylenol, but your son doesn't sees you giving me a Tylenol. Yeah. And so we're socializing that it's okay to share medication. Mm. And that's so normal. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time. Yeah. You mm. see it. Wow. Um, young children see wow. mom and dad share pills. Wow. They show see, oh, I've got allergy. Don't worry. I've got a Benadryl, right? Sure. Uh, whatever's in the bottom of grandma's purse. Right? Yeah. That's how we were brought up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a terrible thing, really. No. Yeah. But it is a terrible thing when children are uh, just retaining. It's okay. Grab We're a modeling. Pill. Grab a pill. Okay it's all right. Pills from Mon- other wow. people. Monkey see, monkey do. Exactly yeah. that. And never, so, wow. So seven of ten press pills. Your child's seventh grade. Oh my gosh, my head hurts so bad, and I have a test in an hour. And I, do you mm. happen to have? Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And your child is dead. Mm. Wow. I would have mm. I I never put that together. No, no, never. But this is what we're modeling. And I know it's such a simple thing. I know it's so small and it's really mm. innocent until it's not. Yeah. 
until our society is flooded with mm. an influx of press pills and something we really, as parents, as community stakeholders, we all need to be more aware of just how are we socializing yeah. that it's okay to share or not share. Well, I mean, we talked about it on our health um yeah. When we were talking about health stuff, you know, and I, it, it, what you mentioned it, it's like, do for you what a pill could do instead, mm -hmm. right? Um, take care of yourself, find out what your body mm -hmm. needs and give your body your needs. Mm -hmm. And for I sure. think that as a society, it's easier to ignore the problem. I mean, you can see that happening across every element. <laughs> <laughs> ignore the problem oh, yes. <laughs> and it eventually, right, will be It'll somebody else's away. problem. The southern border. Right. I mean, everything. It's ignore the mm -hmm. problem because it's going to be somebody else's problem. And then I won't have to worry about it mm -hmm. right. when the simple fact. I mean, I never put two and two together, but mm -hmm. being raised, my parents never had aspirin on them. If I had a headache, they'd be like, drink some more water. That yeah. was always the rule. Hey. Yeah. And so my, you know, now my mom's got aspirin on her. She's like, oh, do you have any aspirin? I was like, you want some water? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> Wait a how second. the tables have turned. And she's like, oh, or uh, what I'll do is um, salt. Normally, when you have a headache, it's because yep. you don't have enough salt. So, yep. I keep, sodium's lower, you're dehydrated. I keep um, broth cubes in my car. If I'm like, oh, okay, got any hot water? Boom. So, I, even at the coffee shop, somebody asks for aspirin. I go, hey, you want some broth? Look at you. What are you going to do? Oh, well, that'll help. Right. Awesome. Those things, though. I love that. Because those things are, are attainable and they're tangible and it's not difficult. I yeah. feel like mm -hmm. because we're it's instant, not a drug. We're instant gratification. Yeah, we are. And, and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know. How quickly is this broth going to hit me, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I need it, man. Oh my <laughs> Trying to navigate around the noodles, bro. Come oh, on. Just... There's no noodles in the broth. A bouillon. I know, I'm, I'm being you silly. know what? I don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know better, man. <laughs> so I, th I agree with you, though. But I think it's those things. How can we, how can we create substitute normalizing? Yeah. Right? This is my point. Yes. Instead yeah. of it being, here's a pill. What else mm -hmm. can we offer you? Oh, my oh I have I, oh this hurts really really bad okay well have you stretched it out mm -hmm. did you okay let's take a look at it did you put mm -hmm. ice or heat on it first I have an ice pack instant mm -hmm. ice pack can I pray for you right can I pray for you all of those things are yeah. ten thousand times better yeah. because yeah. now you're giving them something tangible that they can do and instead of something something that will maybe substitute it for the period mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then hit them later exactly yeah. so and I never would have put the it's so important. Same. Everything, Same. everything that we model for them, right? Yeah. So here I am, um, and uh, that's the premise of my book, right? So yeah. I've written a book, Shadows of Grief, uh, Losing a Child to the Fentanyl Epidemic and wow. Finding the Strength to Carry On. And so mm. that's going to release um, March 10th, which would have been my son Marcus's 30th birthday. Wow. So I'm wow. holding the release date for his birthday. Wow, that's amazing. March 10th. Yes. So, um, so wow. that's the premise of the book, though, is... Um, which red flags did I see raising Marcus? How what what did my life look like, and which things were, was I doing yeah. um, during this time of our life that might have impacted mm -hmm. who he became and what happened ultimately with sure. him? Is there guilt in that? Maybe some. Um, I've had to deal with that on another level, but that's one of the things I speak to even in the introduction is yeah. I had to wrestle with yeah. self-doubt and with yeah. rejection and mm -hmm. with self-blame and with guilt and all of these things. Yeah. They did not serve me well. They did yeah. not serve anybody well. Yeah. What I needed to do is strip that away yeah. and really dive into what happened. Mm -hmm. And here I am raising his daughter now. 
and mm, yeah. which things are going to look different yeah. so that I can make sure that she doesn't fall into that fate. Um, and yeah. you know, she still has free will, you guys. Ultimately, mm, that choice sure. is still hers. And that choice yeah. belongs to each and every child. What we can do is teach them that they're capable of doing hard things, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You are capable of facing adversity and facing it well. Yeah. You're capable of being uncomfortable and even in a really bad mood because that's just a feeling and it'll go away. So really diving into the way we're bringing up this generation Mm -hmm. and how those interactions are shaping them into people that are going to be able to withstand adversity when the time comes. Have you seen the movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor? No, I've never okay. heard of so it. So it is about, it's a documentary okay. about Mr. Rogers. Oh, and I love him. you would, I think that you would really love it. And, and it connects very well with your point. He actually talks about how children are extremely intelligent. So intelligent. Emotions are intelligent things. Mm-hmm. You're reacting to them and we treat them like they're dumb. Yeah. And he says, and so it shows him sitting down. The reason he even started his show is mm-hmm. he was originally going to be a priest and he went through seminary. He was about to go become yeah. a bishop somewhere. Okay. And he then watched television. It was a new invention. He turned it on and all he saw were cartoons of people getting hit with hammers in the <gasps> head and <laughs> things blowing up and all this stuff. And he went, this is what we're showing our kids. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. imitate that. We're going to mm-hmm. have problems. Yep. So he went Reach. to the local station and said, I've got a little puppet. Let me just do something. So he did it. And it's you can watch it. It's 20 minutes of him with his little hand puppet mm-hmm. doing a voice, Daniel Tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's just him. talking. And then all of a sudden they're like, the ratings were through the roof. What did you do? Mm-hmm. And so it turned into something and it became, and all of the things they talked about right. were dealing with grief. Mm. And one of the last episodes he did was actually when 9-11 hit, he mm. came back because people were like, we don't know how to talk to our kids about mm-hmm. it. He's like, well, <laughs> let me do it. And that was the last episode he did was coming back wow. going, this mm. is bad. Bad people are going to do bad things. Mm. Yeah. Right. And he just explained it so eloquently but so perfectly to a child yeah Mm. and and i think that that Mm. is so important to your point the kids are seeing what Mm. we're doing they're seeing but they're so smart Mm. it's easy for us to be like eh, you you'll understand when you're older it's like sure oh no they're older no they get it they'll understand right now how can you how can you speak in a language that they can digest yep and that's on us absolutely that's on us to be able to do it well, they, really is. Well, they actually say in the most intelligent concepts, if can't be explained to a five-year-old, aren't that smart. Mm-hmm. I really love that. I like, love that a lot. Yeah. Because if you you can, if you then you truly don't understand it. Correct. If you can't break it down into the simplest <clears throat> form to a five-year-old, you don't know they, it yourself. Then you you genuinely don't know, and you're touting a line for somebody else. I just read that and, literally yesterday. I love that. Oh, it's so I good. Love that. If you can't explain it to a five-year-old, you don't know it enough. No. And that's the same thing about health. Well, why should I be healthy? Well, because it's an adult Um, thing. If you're stumbling, mm -hmm. and that's a challenge to me, like I'll even do with my kids. I'm like, dad doesn't know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know this. Let's find out together. And we'll read it together and be like, do you know what that means? Okay, that means this. And we'll break it down. Because I want them to know that dad is learning still. Yeah. We think that not knowing mm-hmm. something is weakness nope. when actually not knowing something is a huge strength because yep. now you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to yep. learn something Learns. new and to overcome that. And if we can teach our kids right. learning something new, mm-hmm. right? Learn from the mistakes that dad made. I tell them stories. Dad made this mistake. Learn from this. You're going to make your own mistakes. Don't mm-hmm. get mad at yourself, right? Yeah. Having those conversations. Process. And that's what you're doing. I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much calling up mm-hmm. all society. Hey, the idea that you think that 
giving out these pills because you've got a headache is okay. What are the kids seeing? Mm -hmm. That is allowing this process to continue. Even I'm like, holy crap, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Never would have thought about it. And I think too that people just need to really keep paired with that thought is seven of 10. Seven of 10 press pills. And how easy is it to know, uh, did you get every one of those from Walgreens? Are you sure they came from a silver? No. No, Seven of 10. Seven of 10. Wow. So um, both concepts are super powerful, but I think together, profound, right? Huge. I love what you were just saying um, about your interactions with your children. I love it because you're not saying that you know everything. And I love hearing parents say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean... It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And it's okay to make a mistake because you're going to. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get mad and you're going to have to come back and say, yeah, I, I didn't handle that well. Yeah. Uh, but as a society, it's really hard. Yeah. Humility is not our strength. No. <laughs> so no. We, well, there's a lot out of our control. And when something's out of our control and we don't know how to take care of it, mm-hmm. we ultimately we get mad at it. It's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm scared. And normally and fear, the first thing we bring up is anger. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we allow anger to be our first resolve when that is not how it should be. It should be, I don't know what's going on. Let me take a minute. Let me take a breath. Right. Okay. I mean, imagine at the gym, I bet you somebody didn't understand the machine. You probably mm-hmm. told them, get off it, take a minute, take yeah. a breath, take a look at it mm-hmm. and reassess. Yeah. In a state of an emergency, we don't know what to do. Airplanes coming down. We could get in an accident and put a mask over yourself, put a mm-hmm. mask over your child, mm-hmm. take a deep breath, mm-hmm. make sure everything's Okay and then pursue. It's because we're so quick in society all the time, we never take a moment Mm -hmm. to process the day. We don't process the day, then we don't process the week, then we don't process the month. And then all all of a sudden you're like, why am I so angry? Oh, I haven't actually sat down and processed any of my emotions that I've dealt with um, at all. And so you're a guy who was exposed to some um, substance abuse as a young kid, yep. and this is your coping mechanism. And Absolutely. albeit, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I serve the Lord, I serve the community. Sometimes those are the triggers that pull people back. And so yeah. taking the time just to yeah. process our own feelings and to yeah. teach our children to process theirs is huge. That's incredible. It's, it's huge. It's a big conversation. So your book comes out March 10th. It does. And what's the title of it again? Shadows of Grief. Shadows of Grief. Do you have any place that you're doing any reads or anything when it comes it. out? You know I need to set that up. So yeah. um, so on March, in March, she's going to be reading at Steelhouse Coffee uh, about Ooh. it. We're going to do a late night. We'll do a whole book party for you. We'd oh love to host God. you. That'd be absolutely amazing. Because that would be awesome. it is important. Thank and you. we do need to do that. Um, and if you don't have a place, gosh, I've got a place. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't get speechless lately. But... <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. There you go. We have a no, spot. Thank you. We Absolutely. Have a, we have a spot. That's incredible. I'm thinking back to what you said about every five minutes. Yeah. Every five minutes. And again, we were talking about this uh, the other week when we were chatting with Frank uh, South with yep. rest. When you just talk about, okay, this individual is experiencing homelessness and yeah. you just you just say the word and it's not a person. Yeah. When you say every five minutes, you're just like, okay, yeah, that's another stat. Yeah, exactly. When, when, when every, when, when that, Every five minutes becomes Marcus. Yes. Man. When every five minutes. When every five minutes it becomes the Sarah or the Kyle or the Marcus Mm -hmm. or the insert the name of Mm -hmm. the individual. Mm -hmm. That's when the bomb goes off. That's when it lands. That's when it's that's when it's real again. Yeah. So that is that is on us individually to love on people. It is on us collectively as a community. Mm -hmm. If you see someone 
Mm-hmm. Like the kid that was on the bench press. If yeah. you see someone that even may be going through something, yeah. humble yourself. Yeah. Because you could literally you can literally save their life. You don't know mm-hmm. you don't know what I mean, somebody with the biggest smile across their face could be going through the deepest mm. hurt at that time. Yeah. yeah. So if you would just if we would just take the time to hey, yeah, how is everything? And that that you 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 will never you may never know maybe when you get to heaven mm-hmm. how many people you were able to save yeah right. just by putting <laughs> yourself aside and asking hey yeah how are you doing and that's think, that's the challenge that's the challenge for the day definitely I think a first line of defense is being the one that's willing to say when you're not okay because you spoke to that earlier mm-hmm. yeah right and you spoke to um, being the one that stepped out and said are you okay is everything yeah. okay but really. Um, Finding those opportunities within ourselves to say no, yeah, no, yeah. because it's so much easier for other people, right, to open up mm-hmm. after somebody else has already said that the yeah. me too, right, that yeah. whole me too movement. Well, yeah. it's, I'm not okay, I, and it's okay for you to not be okay. Well, it's a pride it's okay. thing. I don't want people to see me at my worst because yeah. if they see me at my worst, they're gonna hold, Correct. they're gonna think that I'm a weak, Correct. broken. I mean, the idea with that I as am. a as a man, right? It's mm-hmm. like constantly, it's like, oh, you can't show vulnerability. If you show vulnerability, it's because you're mm-hmm. weak. And it's like, actually, no, I'm showing vulnerability because I know I need strength Mm -hmm. and and I need that. And and so, I mean, the Bible puts it perfectly. Pride comes before a fall. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest thing we deal with in society is the pride. No, I don't need your help. No, I'm fine. Yeah. And, and that's why even we can have mm. all the programs in the world. Yep. We can have every shelter available for everything. Yep. We can have every government agency paying for all the things, yep. every tax dollar going for it. Mm-hmm. And people still won't go. And yeah. it's because, well, no, I'm fine. I, I, I did it once, but I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one time. I'm good. And then they keep going with that instead of going to a person going, oh, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. I thought I could stop. I can't stop. Yeah. I thought I was okay. Yeah. I'm, not okay. I'm not okay. And I yeah. really don't know how to get out. So Su- suicide rates through the roof. Yep. Opioid usage through the, through roof. the roof. Yep. It's it it is a dark and hurting world. Yeah. And it's, it 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 is unfortunately <clears throat> when you get to a spot in society where it becomes easier to use a drug or to take your own life than to ask for help mm-hmm. because of I mean call it like it is. Yeah. It it is it is a it is a pride thing. Yeah. Right. right? The suicide rate. Men to women is almost, it is, I believe, between three to one, almost four to one, because it is that 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 pride thing. The I've got it all together. I've got it all together. Close the door. I don't have it all together. I'm not going to humble myself enough to reach out for help, or I don't know a channel to ask for help. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go and and, and do my own thing. When when we can offer. Well, when we can live our lives the way we feel that we need to yeah. and just embody what Christ was all about, yeah. which was selflessness, which was service, yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bring people with us organically. Yeah. We're going to bring people with us without even having to invite them to come along yep. because they're going to see something mm-hmm. about us that's a little different without us saying, yeah. hey, this is why I'm different. They're going to see something in us. Right, right. And when we can lead our lives in that way with that light and that positivity mm-hmm. and that inclusiveness, mm-hmm. we're, we're going we're gonna to have gravity to what we do. And, and we're going to be bringing people out of the storm and into the boat yeah. right. along the way. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's, that's why we're here. Absolutely. That's, that is, that is, we are built, designed, and created to love people and to bring people to God through how we love them. Absolutely. 
All right, Tracy, land the plane. What do we? Uh, where? What? Where can we find the book when it comes out? Yeah. March tenth. I know. I'm super excited. Yeah. Where can we Mar- find it? And March sixth is Black Balloon Day. Black, Black Balloon, Balloon Day. Day. Yeah. March sixth. Give me details on that. We'll put balloons up at the coffee shop as well. Love it. I can get you introduced to the DBA, okay. and we can find all the local businesses, and we can make mm. sure that they support mm-hmm. it as well. That's incredible. Thank you. Yes. Um, so we'll connect with that sure. after. Um, but Black Balloons will be going out all over the community. March 6th, we're going to do at the Walmart in Linda is where awesome. the physical event is going to be. And Perfect. it's going to cool. be in conjunction with the COPE efforts that are happening there yes. already. And so it'll be a nice blending of just... Um, stakeholders throughout the community coming together to say we see you um, mm-hmm. some biodegradable balloons sure, <laughs> are sure. coming up yeah. so uh, we're going to do the physical act and then the virtual act uh, regarding the book it is going to be um, out through amazon Perfect. Um, but also on my website so that's shadowsofgrief.com okay. um, again tracy norris i am on facebook as an author so like follow mm-hmm. and lots Definitely. of details to come awesome wow Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time this morning to allow us to get to know you a little bit more. You're an incredible woman. And and I know that God is absolutely not done with your story. Um, But cheers to you being able to say yes, step out in faith and allow God to use your your, your, the tragedy Mm -hmm. that you've personally walked through to give him glory and to turn more hearts towards him. That's that's that is incredible. That is the mission. Thank you so much for having me both of you. Happy to do it. Thank you so much for listening to the Cam and Joe Show. Please leave a review of your thoughts of the podcast. And if you need financial advice on a home, please contact Cameron Elkins at Guild Mortgage. And if you love coffee and want to support us in different ways, feel free to visit SteelhouseCoffee.com and order some coffee there. Please share the love, and we will catch you on the next one.